Welcome to this edition of Appalachian Shine, the official podcast for the Foundation for Appalachian Advancement. This is JC, your host back today, and um, we've got to do something a little bit different today. We're going to be promoting and uh, highlighting a local artist. Actually, we have Willie Dalton with us today, a uh, local author here. Willie, how you doing? Doing good. How about you? I'm doing, I'm doing well. I, I know a lot of people, the, one of the first things that they ask um, especially in these weird times with the COVID-19 is like, how are you doing through this whole COVID period? Are How are you handling this? And are you still doing a lot of writing during this period? I'm actually, I've been able to do a lot more than normal. Um, I'm one of the many who became unemployed, <laughs> you know, when everything hit. Uh, but luckily, I've been able to just step in and do a whole lot of writing. I got an entire book written since March, and I'm in the process of editing it now. And I'm an introvert by nature, so it's actually it's not been too hard for me. Wow. Well, I hate, I hate that uh, you, know, you lost the job. Hopefully, any chance of being called back at some point or just moving on? Yeah, very more than likely. <clears throat> okay. Well, that's a pretty fast pace if you wrote a book since March. So uh, I, I think most of us would be lucky to say we've read a book since March, <laughs> but, but writing one is another stretch. <laughs> so congratulations on that. Hey, first of all, you're, you're from right here in central Appalachia, down in Pound. Um, how, um, how receptive have local people been down there to your books and your new series? Oh, well, everyone locally was really crazy about my first book, Three Witches in a Small Town, which is kind of, you know, a granny woman of Appalachia kind of story. Um, and they were really receptive to that. And so many people were like, oh, that reminds me of my aunt or my grandmother, however. And then the Gravedigger series, it's more of an, an urban fantasy um, series and is a little... Um, you know, it's, it's drastically different than Three Witches in a Small Town. And more people turn away from that, from the paranormal, um, from the paranormal genre. So it's not been as as well received locally, but I do have, still have a good following here. Um, but most of it comes from other areas. Yeah, when Three Witches in a Small Town came out, I, I remember when uh, you were getting involved with the uh, Regional Authors Guild at the time, and you had book signings in Abingdon, Kingsport, you had a you know signing party and uh, a release party there, and so yeah, that that went over fairly big. It was in uh, newspapers and things around the region. Um, now that was your first book. When did you write that? What year was that? Uh, that was 2015. Okay. So since then, you've gotten quite a few books finished. Um, I, your next book that you wrote was called Dark Side of the Woods. And that was mm -hmm. that was that the first time you wrote anything that was a stretch past Three Witches in a Small Town? Yeah, um, it was still um, pretty well received in the area uh, because it was set in Cumberland Gap, Tennessee. Uh, one of my favorite favorite areas, um, and so it did pretty well. Uh, it was a little for a little bit of a younger audience. It was, I guess, what you would consider new adult, um, and uh, it was still a werewolf story because I like writing paranormal stuff. 
Uh, so it didn't quite catch on as well as Three Witches in a Small Town, but to this day, out of all the books I've written, Dark Side of the Woods is still my absolute favorite. Now, I was fortunate enough, um, for those that don't know, I've known Willie for probably, what, two, three years now, uh, or maybe a little longer, through the Guild, and uh, you gave me a chance to actually beta read Dark Side of the Woods before that came out. And um, I was really impressed with, for, for a second book, because it took me a long time when I was writing to kind of get into the flow and the habit of significant character development where, where you had relatable characteristics that, you know, any reader could kind of grab onto and kind of cheer for that character. Um, your character development in that book was incredibly well. And I think um, I'm stretching my, my memory here was the character's name, Sadie and in, in that particular one. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I'm trying to try to remember her name. Yep. So uh, yeah, so that was, that was such a, a really good book and a really good story. And I, I don't want to give it away for anybody because it's one that I would recommend. Yeah, you know, if you have a, you know, even if you like young adult fantasy, yeah, I know plenty of adults <laughs> that love young adult fantasy. But you know, if you have a teen, oh, yeah. if you have a teen that wants to read this, uh, this is really kind of a, a struggle of strength for your main character Sadie. She kind of grows and develops through the story. And I don't want to give away the plot, but I like the fact that every day in this small town. Uh, Sadie would walk the same road back and forth to town to home. And she never knew that there was a secret, a long forgotten hidden secret in town about one half of the woods that she walked by the dark side of the woods where, you know, you can walk in, but anything that walked in those woods never came back out. And that, that was kind of a really good, you know, dark, creepy plot twist, which was up my alley. You know, I like that. So that was a really, really good book. Where did you get the idea for that one? Um, I had gone hiking over in Cumberland Gap, and there was one little trail. And uh, as we walked through it, on one side of uh, the trail, it was just this beautiful meadow, like the sun was shining. And then right on the other side, it was just so dark and the woods were so thick. But where you could see anything, there were these big rocks, uh, big boulders, like out from the mountain between the trees. And I could just imagine something like hiding behind the rocks watching me as we walked through. And I just came up with the idea right then. Well, I hope nothing was watching you. That's kind of creepy. Um yeah, that kind of sounds like countless, you know, like some things you might hear on the, one of those spooky shows on the Travel Channel. Um, oh, what's oh, yeah. something on the, what's that show, The Dead Files? I could feel it watching me, but the I couldn't see it. Was, yeah. yeah. But uh, that, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that, that was, that was such a really good book. Now, after that, you, uh, you gravitated into the current series now, right? The Gravedigger series. Give us kind of a high, high overview of, um, without giving away details, but like a little high overview of that and where you got the idea for the Gravedigger series. Uh, well, the way I got the idea for the Gravedigger series was actually pretty morbid. Um, I foster kittens whenever, well, even in free time I don't have, but I foster kittens all the time for a local rescue. And I had started taking uh, bottle babies. So these itty bitty, super you know, pitiful kittens that have lost their moms and... Uh, they have a pretty high mortality rate, um, so I found myself burying kittens um, one particular year at a, at a pretty alarming rate. Uh, I had a, I had good successes too, but I buried a large number of kittens, unfortunately. And um, 
just because they were too weak for me to revive them when they came to me. And um, just the act of digging a grave just felt very odd to me and very foreign because women, you know, do tend to be more emotional. And, you, you, you know, in my family, it was always men who, you know, dug graves for my pets that died or however. And I just kind of had the idea that, you know, a story about a female grave digger would be something interesting. Um, and I'm a pantser. Um, so, you know, I don't plot anything. So it just kind of went from there. Um, I, uh, started writing the story about this girl who's a grave digger and then, um, it's not really given too much away cause I say it in the description of the book, but she ends up getting killed and, you know, for someone who spent her whole life in a cemetery and in a graveyard and uh, very familiar with the side of death that we see from our perspectives um, to be cast into the afterlife is just a totally new experience for her. And there are vampires and things she just never anticipated. Um, and she ends up becoming a reaper. And basically, she's digging people up from the other side of the grave oh, into wow. the afterlife. And... She, um, I incorporate a lot of different mythologies in it. So in the first one, there's some Greek mythology and then deeper into the series, it becomes more Norse mythology. Um, so there's, there's a lot to it and I'm on book of, see, I put out book four in the series a few months ago and I'm working on book five, which will be the final, final one. Okay. Cause you refer to the character, I guess they're, they call her hell, H E L. <clears throat> Was that short for? Helena or, or just yeah it's okay. uh, short for Helena um, and the way it all kind of happened was funny because I chose the name Helena for the character to kind of pay tribute to one of my very favorite books ever which is On the Night of the Seventh Moon by Victoria Holt and uh, the character in that book her name is Helena and um, so I chose that and then once I started doing a little bit of research into mythology, um, and I'm sure I've read it before as much as I've studied mythology, but it just kind of struck me that the Norse, uh, one of the Norse goddesses of the dead is hell. Yeah. So yeah. it gets incorporated in that, there quite a bit. That was where I was going with that, because, uh, um, and not, not because of, you know, I watched Thor Ragnarok, which I think everybody has, but I've actually read the Poetic Eddies. Oh, yeah. And the and the poetic Eddas actually refer to uh, hell as uh, you know as um, Odin's uh, daughter that was cast to the underworld. All right, so um, but yeah, so I was kind of curious when you when you mentioned she's digging from the other side of the grave. I'm like, wow, okay, that's uh, that's got the poetic Eddas like that that uh, that mythology in there. So that, that's really that's incredibly creative. When you said you're a pantser, you write off off the cuff. You don't plot anything. You know, when you when you're kind of that deep and that kind of concerned with mythologies that you bring this in, is it more difficult to do that when you kind of write by the fly, or is it is it you find it easier? I actually find it a lot easier. I can make zero progress when I try to plot anything, and part of the fun for writing a book for me is letting the pieces fall together. Um, and I can't tell you how many times that's happened. I've decided to, you know, name a character this and it ends up being perfect. Or I decide to, you know, have a character do this and then all these little gaps fill together. Um, 
with the mythology or um, with, you know, the side story I have going and kind of all my plot holes just fix themselves. It's, it's really, it's really fun. That, that is really interesting. I mean, do you ever find yourself 30, 40 pages roughly away from the ending? You know, you kind of, you're kind of getting to that and still not know how it's going to end. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, this, I think it was the second Gravedigger book because I left the first one on a pretty good cliffhanger. Um, and then the second book, when I sat down to write it, it, I had an idea of how it was going to go, just kind of how it was going to get started. And it was totally different when I started writing it. Um, so sometimes I don't know my beginnings and sometimes I don't know the ends and it can all change and fluctuate. Okay. Cause now just to give the names of the books out of the Gravedigger series, the first one is called the girl who digs graves. And, um, and I'm looking at it here. The second one, um, if I can find it, is Digging Up the Dead. I really love your covers, too. Who, do, who does your covers? Uh, Molly Phipps. She's with uh, We Got You Covered. Um, you can find her online. She she has been amazing to work with. Okay. Yeah, because these covers are, um, they're, they're eye-grabbing. They really are. I mean, incredibly professional. I know as an independent uh, writer myself, it's coming up with a good book cover toughest thing to do your book cover is, is yeah that's your book cover is like a promise to your reader when you look at it that's what you're selling the reader and then uh your book covers are absolutely amazing the third one is called digging to hell and uh appropriately titled right and uh the uh, fourth <laughs> one um if i can uh, pull that up here is uh under the grave now you're on book five now mm-hmm How's that coming along? Yeah. It's um, it's actually given me a little bit of problems, which I anticipated because it's the final book in the series. Um, and so I've started it three or four times, and I think I'm finally uh, into what it's going to be. Okay. Um, usually starting a book is my <clears throat> favorite. I love the first page, the opening line. I love all of that. And uh, like I said, I've tried this one a few times and just couldn't get it right. But I, I think we've got it now, so we're making a little bit of progress. Okay. Well, yeah. That's well. That's great. So, any I guess at this stage, you probably don't know when it's coming out, or or do you do you put yourself on a timetable? Uh, I have in the past, and it makes no difference. I still am just late, or however. Um, but the fact that I'm editing another book right now and I'm working on it. Um, it's slowing me down, but I anticipate it being finished probably by the end of September, maybe mid October. Okay. Um, and then, uh, editing, it should be out this winter. Okay. So, well, uh, I guess being home for a while doing this full time, actually, is probably a kind of a blessing in disguise in a way. If you're, if you, you really love the craft of writing, um, which, Very much. Now, I've read somewhere on your website, and uh, your website is authorwillydalton.com. Uh, okay. And uh, mm-hmm. it said uh, that um, I read there that as a kid, you said that you were naturally drawn to things that other kids weren't. What what, what did you mean by that? Uh, my favorite colors were red and black. Um, I didn't like, you know, the bright colors, the frilly 
stuff that most little girls did. Um, I, uh, you know, wanted to live in a big, creepy Gothic mansion, even when I was like five years old. Um, I spent most of my time trying to catch stray cats and pretending I was like a fortune teller in scarves. <laughs> or I also remember playing a lot that um, I was in like a fairy realm. Um, and I remember like just little things I remember about it, like saying the time works different and all this stuff. And I don't have any show or book that I remember like associating associating that with so yeah i was just kind of a strange kid well you know it turned out well that you have such a good imagination that you're actually sharing all these stories and uh, hopefully you know your book sales are going great and these are available in paperback and kindle yes and um all of them except for three witches in a small town are on audible as well okay it's uh, which do you think um in your opinion does better is it the people prefer the paperbacks anymore or is it more kindle or? um i sell a fair amount of paperbacks kindle is my biggest um for sure and then followed by audible okay yeah you've got you know you're, you're fairly well known here around central appalachia now with, with your books and you know i'm looking forward to the next book in the series um i know covid and, and you know the, this, this pandemic is kind of put a halt on a lot of things. I know my book signings were canceled the entire first six months of the year. I would have went to them anyway, <laughs> just because I would have, but um, you know, everything got canceled, but um, are you looking to, I guess, as this moves forward, are you going to be able to do more book signings in the region or looking to do things like that? I definitely hope to, um, you know, sales at, uh, you know, at any kind of events, as you know, are always kind of hit or miss. Uh, but I've made so many other friends and met so many interesting people through them that I always get excited about book signings and jump at the chance to do them whenever I can. Yeah, it's just fun to meet new people. You always meet some interesting people at these, mm -hmm. these places. Um, I've been fortunate enough that I met people from this summer alone, probably from nine different states and some cat from Russia. <laughs> Believe it or not, traveling America oh. in the middle of a pandemic. Very cool. Well, good luck to him. Right? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, you know, so it was kind of neat to do that. But um, I guess as far as uh, once this series is wrapped up, do you – I mean, you said you're a pantser, but do you have – I'm sure you probably have constantly had flow of ideas. Um, anything else you're looking at past uh, the Gravedigger series? Um, once I'm done with the Gravedigger series, I'm probably going to write two more novellas to go with Three Witches in a Small Town. Everyone wanted that to be a series. Um, and at the time, I just wasn't ready for it to be. I needed to do the Gravedigger series. Um, so now I think I'm ready to go back and write two more um, books to go with Three Witches in a Small Town. Uh, and then the book I'm working on currently is a young adult book uh, from a young adult horror novel, actually. Um, and once it's done... Uh, I may, which I'm writing it under a pen name. Um, once it's done, I may do some more young adult. Now, speaking of going back and writing the next book in uh, Three Witches in a Small Town, that book actually won a, a regional award, did it, the Jan Carroll Publishing Award? It did, yep. It was my first book, and uh, I never dreamed that it would win win an award. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. I've had an opportunity to read a lot of different writers, especially local writers and people that are, that are new and, 
it never, never fascinates me that on you know on occasion somebody will say, "Hey, this is my first book," and I'll read it, and I'm like, "Man, you you had to have been writing for 20 years." Because, but you're one of those writers that when you wrote, it, it you know it just it, it come across as something polished and smooth and well thought out with good backstories, uh, good subplots, and strong characters. And reading your first book, you'd never have known that was your first book. So, um, so definitely, you. you know, if, uh, you know, the, those of you listening, if you're into young adult and paranormal, definitely you want to check out Willie Dalton on Amazon and, uh, author Can they buy them on your website? Um, I do have them linked to my Amazon page. Okay. Uh, so yeah, if you go to the, uh, if you go to my website, you can get them from there. Okay. I didn't know if you sold them directly or. Um, if anybody wants a signed copy, how do they how do they get that from you? Oh yeah, absolutely. They can reach me through my Facebook page um, or send me an email through my author website. Either way, just send me a message, and I would be happy to sign some books and send them out. All right, hey, Willie. Thanks again for for stopping by and hanging out with us here on Appalachian Shine. Um, you know, one of the things we've been on a kick lately. I, I have. <laughs> I can't speak for the rest of the directors. That some of the topics we've talked about on the podcast has been uh, some historical stuff. I've been totally nerding out during this pandemic because every road marker I drive past, it's a historical marker. I've turned into that guy where I've stopped to read them. And I'm actually piecing together some really unique history. And speaking of Pound, Virginia, where you're from, that's the home of is it Gary Powers, right? The uh, U-2 spy plane pilot. That's right. Yeah. So um, those of you, I'm sure anybody listening probably knows who Gary Powers is in this region. If you're not in this region, Gary Powers was actually shot down by the Soviets and uh, was uh, had an exchange. Well, there was a movie actually made based on that, and I can't think of the name of the movie, but it had Tom Hanks in it. And it was actually quite a good film. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it either, but it was a really big, it was a big deal when it came out. Yeah, a local attorney from Norton, Virginia was flew over to... Russia to negotiate the release of this spy pilot. So pretty interesting stuff. And you're right, you're right there. So maybe you're the next big name, Willie. Hope so. We've had some, got had some interesting history from right there in Pound and Wise County and, um, and Norton. So, but thanks again. And everybody make sure you check out Willie on social media and on our website and, uh, definitely, uh, pick a couple of books for your kids. If they're at home, homeschooling, Give them something to read. They got to write a book report on something, right? Hey, thanks again, Willie. We appreciate you stopping by.